this episode. Greg's over in the other side of the room getting uh having some chips and dip. I don't even want to talk about this. That can that 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 that'll show you how much we care about this next episode. It's that Greg's eating chips and dip in the kitchen and I've started the episode without him. I would love another ginger ale. Um are you going to come over so we can start talking more about the episode? Or do you not care? When I'm ready. Okay. What was that? Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. A MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 2. Bees. What is that stuff? Plastique. Silly putty with a bang. Have you finally arrived, Greg? I'm here. All right. Um, welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I'm Dave Champa. I'm Bushmaster Klein. <laughs> Bushmaster Klein's back over there. Uh, today, uh, Greg and I... Uh, we'll be talking about, uh, well, this is episode 41 overall, and today we're going to be talking about season two, episode 19, Bushmaster. Now, I, let, let me start this off by saying I didn't hate this episode. I just didn't find anything to really like about it. Yeah. I just, it was just really, it was boring. I feel like not a lot happened. They stretched this story out way too long. I mean, they just tried to fill this with a lot of stuff, but just nothing happened. It it was another one of those episodes again, where Mac went out of the country on some haywire bullshit mesh mission. Yeah, and it felt like they tried to put ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Pretty and much, it just didn't feel good. Yeah, it exactly, and it just I don't know. I just like I said, like I didn't hate it. Like I didn't hate this episode. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't the worst I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't anything that great about this episode. I yeah. just had a hard time. I just struggled to get through it. Like there were some redeeming bits, but as as a as a whole, it was not good. No, just all like uh, weak characters, kind of dumb situations. Yeah, just, like the two secondary characters, aside from Mac and Pete. Well, Pete's not even, barely even in the episode, but like the two secondary characters, they're just not that good. Yeah. They're not that interesting to watch on screen. No. So, all right, let's um. We're still drinking ginger ale. It's so much. All right, let's let's jump in. Here's mine. We'll get this. We'll get this through, and we'll we'll work our way through it. So we open up with MacGyver and Pete in the middle of some pretty pretty heavy gunfire, some explosions, mm-hmm. and they're sort of clearly running through the wilderness trying to get somewhere. And what they're doing is they're trying to retrieve this silver box. That's that's been planted oh. under that's been planted under a bridge. Oh, it's silver box. That's silver box. <laughs> and Pete I'm a horse. <laughs> I'm going after the silver box. <laughs> um Pete tries to give MacGyver his gun for protection, and of course we know MacGyver obviously has an aversion to guns, which I think right. is hysterical because right before this, Pete starts to look like unloading on this soldier right. with his machine gun. Yeah. In front of MacGyver and he's like, like Take well, my handgun for protection. I was like, like, you know how I feel about those things. Yeah, but you need it. No, and, I don't. and then seconds later, he's like, well, why don't you give me your rifle? I got an idea. Well, he said something like, M- M- Pete said, come on, Mac, you're helpless. He's like, no, I'm weaponless. That's right. It was a good line. I mean, it was, I, it, was, it, was, it, was it was it was solid. It was solid. Mm-hmm. So he eventually was like, actually, let me borrow that rifle. 
So he takes the rifle and he sort of rigs it to fire like on a timer. Kind of almost the same thing that he did in the in the, in the first episode after the pilot. Yes. So where he rigged it up, like he hung the, the the rifle from a string and then had a string going through the trigger with a stick on it. Only this time was kind of clever. He he propped up the rifle. He had a, 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 a cord running from like the butt of the gun up yep. over a, a branch. So it was yep. suspending it. Yep. And then went down to a rock and made like a fuse so that... He would light the fuse that would eventually burn through the the cord holding up the rifle. The rifle would drop, hitting the stick on the trigger and f- causing it to fire. Right, clever. I mean, I thought it was good. And of course, as is the MacGyver way, the the fuse goes off, fires the gun. The guard goes to investigate, and as the guard leaves his post on the bridge, MacGyver goes under the bridge and grabs the silver box. Yeah, that's a very clean. Very silver box. It doesn't look like it's been weather worn. Which even before this, like you could tell that there's something not there's something up with this with what what they're doing. Like it doesn't really seem like they're actually out on a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so he crawls under the bridge and he gets the box. And Pete is up above on the bridge, standing guard. He is shot mm-hmm. by a soldier who's sort of like hiding in the bushes. Down. Pete goes down. Yeah. So then MacGyver like comes out from around. He's like looking around. He sees Pete laying on the ground. MacGyver shot in the chest, yeah. and MacGyver crumples to the ground. This female soldier comes out from behind the bushes. She grabs the silver box, opens it, pulls out a whistle, blows the whistle, mm-hmm. thus ending the... And they all travel to Narnia to find the Bushmaster. <laughs> yes, it is I. It is the Bushmaster, but I'm really quail. <laughs> he made it. Well made it in. <laughs> God, this is so. What if this whole? What if the Bushmaster competition was like was like the Hunger Games or something, and Quail was like behind it all? It was like Quail's more elaborate episode it's like, of Deathlock. It's like this. Yeah, it's like this big killing dome. It's like, and it's Quail's the president. <laughs> <laughs> no, Man. he blows. She blows the whistle, and it ends. Literally, it's called the Bushmaster competition. We don't get an explanation as to what the Bushmaster competition is. We do later. We do a little bit later, but like we don't know where the name Bushmaster came from. Is it because you're a master of hiding in the bushes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, I that's mean, stupid. I hate it. I mean, it's a it's a tell thing. this episode. I hate it, Greg. You know, there's bushcraft and there's like it's like a survival. It's like paintball, I guess. Only more military. I I suppose whatever. So anyway, so the team. They all get in the vans and they they drive back to this place. It's called the, it's called the Moore Corporation, and there's a man named Jeff Moore. And he's a guy he sponsors this event every single year. And the woman who ends up winning, her name is Kelly. She's the daughter of a guy whose name is Joe Henderson. Joe is the reigning Bushmaster champ. Okay, where uh, is he? Joe is a top pilot of Moore's, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, uh, Joe's plane went down in the country of San Perez, and he's oh. now being held prisoner. And he's going to be executed in two days. He's going to be executed in two days. He's being held there as a spy. For some bullshit reason, right. Right. I, Political I, reasons. I didn't pay any attention to the reasonings. <laughs> I know. I, 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 at this point, I, already I was like... Already uh, six minutes in, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Um, <clears throat> so they tell Kelly. Kelly kind of has a brief little meltdown, and we cut to the Phoenix Foundation. Uh, Moore has sort of confirmed that uh, Joe is is kind of uh, he's going to be given a trial 
a heavily biased fake trial. Right. And he's going to lose. <clears throat> he's still going to be executed. They're basically framing him, mm-hmm. essentially, and they're going to, he's going on trial, quote unquote, and he's going to lose. They're going to kill him anyway. Kill him dead. So um, Pete tells Moore, he's like, well, Moore's like, you know, you need, you need to gather a team. I need the best team available you can to get, to get, out, to get out there and bring Joe back. And, and he, turns, uh, he turns Moore around and he kind of points through the window and he points at MacGyver and he goes, that's it? Mm. He goes, hey, he's the best there is. <laughs> so MacGyver, the one-man army, is going to be sent into San Perez to extract Joe. Okay, it's extract him out of San Perez's butthole. Exactly. Stinky, sandy butthole. Mm. So Kelly overhears all of this and she comes in and she's like, I want to help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... <sighs> Mm. I mean, yes, of course. In that situation, you do what you like. It's your, your, it's your family. Like you want to help. I hate it when they write women like this. She was just so whiny. It was just it, she. Yes, that's exactly. She was just such a background character. Like they gave her right. nothing to do other than come in and say, "I'm here to help my father, and you're gonna let me." Right. That's exactly how they wrote her. Like I'm she's like, really. I just didn't like it. In it, with the history of the show having some pretty strong female characters. Mm-hmm. This was a just was just like a suck fest, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. You I, go to your suck fest convention at at International Inn. What is that? That's that's again from uh, um, <laughs> um 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 the fuck the last show. I'm doing it again, the same movie with a big damn whale. What are you talking Reno about? Reno 911. Oh, Jesus. Yes. God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, no, I, I got right. the, you come in here for your Suckfest convention. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. At the international end. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, Kelly's just like, I'm going to go. I want to help my father. And Moore's like, listen, we're all set. You just you just go home like the good little girl that you are. What? I'm not you, going. You just leave. So, MacGyver is supposed to meet with a man called Lieutenant Pata. This is going to be Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Uh, so Para is Para is basically a mole in in the San Perez government, and the man who's in charge of the government, his name is General Salazar. That's a pretty good name. It's actually a great name, right? Yeah, but um, it, that's gonna have to fit into our MacGyver erotica. Oh, gonna, absolutely! I'm gonna give you a General Salazar. I'll have to come up with that. You know, is. you know who else has the first name of Salazar? Who Salazar Slytherin? Oh, from Slytherin House and Harry Potter. All right, maybe there'll be a crossover bang fest. Ooh. So anyway, so they're like, all right, you gotta. Who are you gonna get to pilot this shit? This Wait, this yeah. this plane? And and Moore's like, oh, don't worry, he's our best man. I've got the best pilot for the job. And so the next day, it's Moore himself who's flying this plane. He doesn't trust anyone but himself, which I guess is a pretty good quality. He's mm-hmm. Like I don't trust anyone to do this but me. So they're going to fly into another country's airspace without any plans. Yeah, and MacGyver's just going to throw himself out and parachute in. Okay. <laughs> but as he's about to do that, Kelly shows up from behind a crate, and she's like, oh, I'm just here. And then she literally doesn't say anything else, but she has like one line. She's like, I'm just dropping in or something yeah. like that. And, and then she just jumps out. Jumps, <laughs> she jumps like, out. what? And, and MacGyver's like, oh, like, shit. And he dives right out. And after for her. me, as a viewer, I, I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you tagging along on this. And that was where I started. I did a wig. I did a huge eye roll. I'm like, oh, God, "Come on!" Yeah. So he lands, and he goes after her, and he's like, "You know what? This is not a game. Like, you should not have come with us. This isn't the Bushmaster tournament, right? Yeah. 
This is real life. And she's just like, MacGyver, how can you handle this rescue? I've brought everything I need. And he opens the bag and it's filled with guns, grenades, mini flares. Like yeah. all this weaponry is just like shoved into this bag. I'm and like, he, oh. calls her, he calls her out later. It's like, did you bring any snacks? Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Because he's eating something. He's I think eating he's eating some- jerky. Yeah. And she's like, you bring any snacks? That was a good line too. No. No. Like, I have all my weapons. You dumbass. <laughs> so... MacGyver's like, all right, well, I guess I have no choice but to take you along with me, so let's go. Mm-hmm. And she goes one way, and he goes, Kelly, it's this way. <laughs> yeah. I just thought, just such a poorly like, written person. Yeah, really. Character. They really pointed out, I think, that she was, in, they, they, they really, like, the script writers pointed out, like, she's just so incompetent. Well, that's the thing. I don't think she is. I don't, I don't think, either. I don't think Kelly is incompetent. I think they just wrote a really shitty part for this character. I agree. It's like, this is stupid. She could have had a great backstory. Right. But yeah, they were like, yeah, they had to like play up the, the dumb blonde era. Like, like right. oh, Kelly, oh, we're going this way. She was like, like, come on. She was like a third wheel the whole time. Oh, yeah. And like a, a wet blanket a little bit. Even when they find her father, she was still the third wheel. And her father was injured to right. the point of not being able to walk. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> we're getting there. So. Oh, Yeah. After I wrote, I wrote, Kelly is so fucking naive. I hate the writing. Kelly is an idiot. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. You were angry about this episode. So they catch a passing bus, of course, and they go into, they head into the center of town. Basically, um, Salazar's headquarters is, is in there somewhere. And we cut to Lieutenant Para, and he's meeting with, with San, we got another guy. His name is Sanchez. He admits that. I'll give you a General Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dirty. <laughs> but this Sanchez is wearing a baseball cap, right? Yeah. Is it Sanchez or is it Barbaro? Is Barbaro the one with the ba- baseball cap? The guy who's like, oh, I like the United States. Yes. He's got a California yes. hat. I yeah. think that's Barbaro. Yeah. So we get this other guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, we framed Joe. We yeah. framed him. Like, we're not going to let him get off here. So they, so they bring him in, and they offer to they're going to lessen his sentence from execution to 20 years. Uh-huh. So they're not going to kill him, but they're like well, we'll give you 20 years if you give us a taped confession, but you have only have until tomorrow morning to decide if you want to do this. Okay. Okay. And so he I, I initially I don't think he says anything. They just take him back out. And that's really the first sign scene we get with Joe for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, another very nondescript character. He has, has nothing much to do than just like be injured yeah. and feel sorry for his daughter when they finally reunite. I recognize this actor and I couldn't play him and I didn't look it up. I didn't get a chance. I didn't I wanted to cuz I did. He I can't place I like, him. Eh. Um so I, that's how just uninterested I was. Yeah. It's like Meh. yeah, exactly. So so the bus comes to the roadblock Meh. and they're like, "All right, get your papers out." And Kelly's like, oh, "I forgot my passport." And MacGyver's like, well, why don't you just jump out the back and go and hide? Another like, ugh. Yeah. It was another... And, mm-hmm. and this is... So, a stupidity on Kelly's part. I forgot my passport, but I have a bag full of guns. Right. And then MacGyver's just like, ugh. Jump out the uh, the handicap door in the back of right. this bus. And hide until I tell you because to Because no one's going to see you do that. Nope. And they didn't. <laughs> nope. They, she jumped out and ran off to the side. Yeah. So she runs out and she hides and she ran out. She runs out. So Barbaro, the guy with the hat, he comes out and he sort of vacates the bus. He tells everyone to get out and line up. And he starts having a conversation with MacGyver and he's like, Oh, you're an American. I like the American. And he has a California hat on. <clears throat> and MacGyver kind of thinks like at this point he's like, Oh, maybe we're gonna get off pretty easily here. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like, Well, what are you what are you doing here in then San Pe- San Perez? And he's like, Oh, I'm a tourist. Mm-hmm. We have no tourist trade in San Perez. Uh, 
stuffs his rifle butt in his gut, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he drills him with, yeah. with it. Um, and that's when Kelly's like, oh my god, runs up. That's where Kelly sees, and then they cut to Kelly, and she sees one of these guys, and he, he can't produce his papers, and oh, they right. shoot him right in front of Kelly, and she right. screams, and of course, yeah. they hear that. Oh, right, that's right, and then MacGyver runs over to Kelly and tries to explain, oh, she forgot her passport, she was scared, this and right. that, yeah. and they're like, bullshit. Yeah, they're like, then they find her bag, uh-huh. and they're like, oh, really? Like, you couldn't find your passport? And she's like, this doesn't look like somebody who's a tourist. Like, you clearly, you're clearly here for another reason. Oh, Kelly. So, God. Barbaro's like, we need to know what you're doing here. Nah, man. Kelly's like, well, listen, we're not rebels. We're 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 not really going to explain why we're actually here, obviously. <laughs> but we're not rebels, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, a soldier, I think it was just an un, an, a no name soldier, like slams MacGyver to the ground. That's right. That was where the the punching came into play. Slams him to the ground. MacGyver picks up a handful of dirt, throws one handful in a soldier's eyes, and then throws the other one into the fan and blows the dirt mm-hmm. into Barbaro's face, temporarily stunning them so that they can run. Seen it before, seen mm-hmm. it done better, mm-hmm. and I was not interested. And they run for maybe a hundred feet, and then they're gone. They escaped exactly. So then they hide, kind of hide out in a junkyard until night because they can't, um, they can't meet up with the with the with his contact until the, sunset. You mean a jackyard? They meet up in the, they meet up in the jackyard. <laughs> meet up in the jackyard tonight. Come on, guys, we're gonna meet up at sunset in the jackyard. Oh dear. We're just the things are just going terribly wrong. This we just do not care tonight. Yeah. So. MacGyver's like, oh, how's your home life, Kelly? Out of nowhere. Yeah. Kelly's like, well, I'm an only child, and I you know, always figured that my dad wanted a son, so mm-hmm. I've always tried to sort of live up to that expe- expectation of, of that. And MacGyver's like, so did you come here as Joe's daughter or his son? <laughs> right. There's another, like... I thought it was good. A uh- solid line. Like, I thought it was a good line. I just wish that they had written Kelly better to respond right to that. like this is where this is the part where he was t- kind of chiding her about did you bring any snacks yeah ask but i sort of did like this discussion so it, it gets points for this yeah it was a good interchange again mac doing like the therapist role which he does pretty well and kelly's like in way over her head yes. and jumped in without thinking right exactly and, you know yeah i don't know yeah so you know i don't know maybe i don't know you know I do know that, yes. So we cut to Salazar, and he's meeting with Barbaro, and he's like, <clears throat> he's like, well, what if we capture MacGyver and Kelly, then we can put them on trial and use them as further proof that Joe is a spy. Yeah. Sort of feeding our case as to Joe being a spy. It works. It makes a lot of sense. Sure. So we cut back to MacGyver and Kelly. Pata has come into the church. He's not going to take Kelly with him, though, because he's like, it's risky enough that I have to smuggle MacGyver in. Yeah, he was pissed that she was I'm there. not going to take a second person in. And so then Kelly stomps her feet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to help you get my father back. I'm like, God, just shut up. <laughs> I know. Shut up. So, and again, it doesn't take much because then MacGyver basically convinces her to stay behind. He's like, she's like, who are you to tell me I can't rescue my father? Um, well, the guy who's trying to keep you and your father alive, you douchebag. <laughs> I know. So, um, so yeah, so he convinces her to stay behind, and so she hangs out, and she just kind of goes into hiding. I know, and she just sits in there, sit quietly. Yeah. Yeah. So he leaves with Para, MacGyver leaves with Para, and he immediately turns him over to the soldiers. MacGyver is thrown into the cell with Joe. I know. I wrote you again. You put them in the same cell. Again. Is that what you wrote? Yeah. Yeah, right. that's what I wrote on you mine. put them in the same cell? Come yeah. on. 
Easy writing. Uh, so yeah, he explains. He's like, oh, I'm here to rescue you. And oh, by the way, your daughter's here too. <laughs> what? Kelly's here? Yeah. He's like, your daughter's here. Oh. Well, so he kind of explains where she is and he's trying to, they're trying to come up with a plan on how they're going to get him out of the, right. uh, out, of, out of the cell. Yeah. So Pata goes to see Salazar and he says, listen, we can force Joe to confess now that we've captured this man. Okay. We can force him to make this confession. And Salazar agrees to let Para meet with the prisoners, mm-hmm. and he's going to convince them that they need to confess to whatever it is that they're trying to confess to. Sure. Something. They're still going to kill them, though. Right. So Para goes to the cell and tells them, basically, that he's going to smuggle plastique through the bars of the windows, and MacGyver's like, nope, 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 you're not going to do that. It's yeah. way too noisy. Mm-hmm. It's going to draw a lot of attention. Let's come up with an alternate plan. And he almost immediately is like, well, why don't you go, go to the refrigerator, go behind it, Get me the Freon cylinder from the back of the fridge and bring it to me so I can freeze the lock and we can escape. And the guy's like, wait, can you say that again? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I actually like that too. Yeah, it's like, okay, so no, yeah, you're going to go up, you're going to go up to your fridge, you're going to find the compressor. Attach to that compressor a little coil of wire and like a little cylinder. So you're going to cut the tube and you're going to crimp the end so we don't lose the Freon. Then you're going to bring it back to me. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> again, I thought it was a really good... Like, it was, again, MacGyver sort of just, like, slowing things down a little uh-huh. bit. I thought that worked really, really well. I mean, I, I did like the exchange. Yeah. I didn't really like this trick. Right. You had some issues with this trick. because all, So once they leave, once Potter leaves to go get the Freon, uh-huh. uh, Barbara and his men sort of board up the windows. And so now, right. they, now they can't get the Freon through the windows. So he has to come right. up with another plan on how to escape. Mm-hmm. So we cut to the next scene, and it's later that night, and MacGyver has a piece of twine wrapped into a noose, and he's trying to catch a rat. Right, sticking out of a and, cube. And this rat has sort of been like coming in and out of the cell, sort of like trying to take Joe's food. Mm-hmm. And so he's sitting there, and he's like, he's got the thing dangling in front of the drainage pipe, and the rat comes out, and he's like, he pulls it tight, and the rat jumps away, and it takes him like three or four attempts, and he finally he gets the rat uh-huh. wrapped up in the noose, and he lassos it around, and when Potter arrives, he's like, go around to the other side, and meet me at the other side of the drainage ditch. And he meet s- the rat at the other side. Meet the, the rat at the other side of the drainage ditch. So he sends the rat through. Mm-hmm. Pata lets the rat out of the twine. This is driving me nuts. He, what's driving you nuts? Just this whole oh, thing is driving he me hooks, nuts. He hooks the crimped end of the Freon cylinder to the twine and, and then, then has pulls the rat, it back in. Ha- yeah, and then come, pulls it back in. It's, I, mm. Do you want to explain what he does with the Freon, Greg? He somehow, <laughs> he, he, holds, he holds the Freon canister in a rag or something so it doesn't freeze his hands and he opens the crimp on one end yeah and then pushes the the canister through the lock through the the gap in the crack of the door to get to the padlock on yep. the other side and freezes the metal so that all he has to do is hit the door really hard and the lock shatters right when it does horse shit and it does perfectly now here's the thing yes you can do that there's a great have you ever watched richard hammond's engineering um something or other richard i don't remember a great show engineering trick i don't remember i i I, it sounds familiar yeah they do this one thing where they have an experiment where they have a like schedule 40 steel pipe and this big rig with like a sledgehammer that slams into it and it just bounces yeah the next step they take the same pipe Put it in liquid nitrogen for like five minutes. Yep. Put it back there, and the pipe shatters. Okay. It's totally doable. Okay. I don't think that a little canister of Freon would have enough in it, and that it would you'd be able to put enough force on yourself to shatter a padlock. No. 
scientifically correct, I think physically not doable. But anywho, they get out. They get out. And they they drill one of the guards in the face with the door as it breaks open. Knock him out. Richard Hammond's engineering connections. There it is. Thank you. I, I knew it's it was engineering. Yeah, that's that's the it's one. It's an excellent <clears throat> show. You can watch a lot of it on, on the YouTubes. <clears throat> so they knock out the guard, and he and Joe run, and they eventually do uh, meet up with Kelly. Now, Kelly is sort of is sitting in the jackyard, <laughs> and Joe's injured leg at this point gives out entirely. Yeah, you better be careful. I'm going to give you a Joe's injured leg. <laughs> and now they have no way to get to the rendezvous spot on foot. So, because Joe's leg gave out. And Joe doesn't know what he's going to do. Right, and they start having a little... Well, so MacGyver sees a Jeep sitting there. It's yep. the same junkyard that they were in earlier. Right. That Mac and Kelly right. were in earlier. So he sees this Jeep there with no tires, and he starts talking about this shit. Um, he's like, because there was a railroad line nearby. Right. He's like, back to the United States, the railroad tracks are a certain distance apart. In fact, they're four feet, eight and a half inches. Yeah. And he's like... My Jeep has a very similar wheels base to that, and and you can ride the rails if you know it's just it's pretty close. Yeah, this looks like the same make as my Jeep. Right. Let's get it running. Yeah, like, I'm like, okay, um, okay. So he goes ahead and he okay. he starts it up, and then he pours. He goes, ah, yes, the radiator's empty. Looks like it's been riddled with bullet holes. And he pours the water, and he goes, ah, I'm, and he he basically is proven correct because the mm-hmm. the water comes. F- Flooding out the bottom, right? And but they know he needs to get the radiator filled in order for it to continue running for the time that they what need that, it to. Yeah. So he goes to the chicken coop and he tries and he basically takes the egg whites from the egg and he pours the egg whites as the engine's running. He pours the egg whites, three egg whites, into the radiator mm-hmm. so that when the egg whites heat up, they plug the holes mm-hmm. in the radiator thus preventing the water from coming out and keeping the radiator running yeah now that's a thing it's well i, I was and i remembered this specifically because they had confirmed it as plausible in mythbusters mm-hmm. and I, rem, I i don't know why that episode popped up in my head but i remember that specifically that they had that right they had tempted that that it could indeed do it right the holes were small enough and i thought this was a cool one i thought yeah. it was a cool a I cool one especially it. because it was rooted in reality and we know it can actually be be a thing if not just obviously temporary right exactly um, but while this is happening barbaro is sort of like trying to conceal the escape like he's like oh no we're gonna find him i promise we're gonna find him and salazar's like no you're not gonna and he just shoots him dead right he shoots him in his he own office can kills him and he tells his other men he's like you get out there and you find them and right. you bring them back to me meanwhile uh kelly and her father are having like a short little heart to heart like a, a very quick little oh yeah like, it's like I thought you always wanted a boy. No, I love you just the way you are. And I want that you to was be like, anything other than I want you to be anything that you want. Like oh, and, the, and it explains the whole Bushmaster thing. So she did the Bushmaster competition because her father did, and she wanted to, you know, be that son, right? Um, and, and she didn't. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like doing it, or she never liked that kind of outdoorsy stuff, right? And he says he's like, I never wanted you to be anything other than yourself, right? And then they hug, and that's and everything's resolved. It. And they're now a happy father and daughter. That's it. <laughs> that's literally, that's it. There's your resolution. Just the, the chemistry was flat. It really was. They gave it no time. Like, right. I just think Joe really wasn't in the episode for very long. Yeah. Kelly, I, again, like we said, I think Kelly was just really poorly written, which is so unfortunate. I know. I li- I liked her and the parts where she kind of, excuse me, burp, yes. shines a little bit are good. But it's like the whole thing is just... Not fun. Right. So they get in the Jeep. 
MacGyver's able to connect it to the railroad tracks, and they start driving yeah. down the tracks towards the rendezvous point. On, on the rims. So the, there are no... Oh, yeah, they're on the rims. That's yeah, right. There are no tires on the Jeep. They're just rims. And it fits perfectly. Perfectly. And then he just starts just driving down the, and driving so down the tracks. And so I have to say, it gets a point for this. Because yeah. I, I'm a railroad geek, and this is fun. And I I'm, thought it was yeah. fun. This was probably the most fun part of the episode. Unfortunately, there's like four minutes left in the episode. I know. I just want it over. <clears throat> Let's just finish it. Okay. I, I hate it. So... Salazar's men start chasing them, and they're driving so slow. I realize that they're like, "Why are they not driving faster?" Well, you see that on the camera. I, I, I it, they're physically on the tracks. They're really doing this when they're filming it, but they're probably going ten or fifteen miles an hour. Right, terribly slow. But the people that are chasing them are doing like fifty. But then there's some other shots where it looks like they're going faster. I think it's just unfortunate camera angles and stuff. They're really supposed to be going faster. I don't think in the show's world or in the, the reality of the, this episode, yeah. they were actually going that slow. I think they're going faster. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good because it just it looked really slow, but maybe it was just the, it way, looked bad. the way it was shot. Yes, that, it just looked really bad. And they bad. were totally in Southern California. Oh, yeah. Or wherever they <clears> shot this <throat> because you could see huge power lines in the distance. Oh yeah, like huge industrial power lines. I'm like that. This Pretty country, sure San Perez isn't going to have does not have that. No. So so as they're being tailed, is San Perez a real country? I did not look it up um, because I didn't care. Right. <laughs> um, so as they're being tailed, MacGyver has to sort of stave them off. So he builds this big bomb, like a giant bomb, out of the gas canister. So he takes the gas canister, as much of the ammunition as he can get out of Kelly's bag, and the tear gas. And what he does to light it is he rolls up some paper, he strikes a piece of metal on the rail that he's riding on, he shoots off a spark, and he launches this, he just lobs it at the truck. So I I just typed in San Perez into Google, Yeah. and the first thing that comes up is San Perez, MacGyver Online. Oh, okay. So I don't think it's a real place. It's probably a fictional city. Yeah. Um, So the general and all the, 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 the general's vehicle, he dives out of the vehicle, the vehicle itself goes down off the road into a gully, and MacGyver, Kelly, and Joe get to the rendezvous point. We don't see them get rescued, but we obviously assume they do, because mm-hmm. in the next scene, they're back at the Moore Corporation. Mm-hmm. Pete and MacGyver are getting ready. They're going to have dinner with the Moors and the Hendersons. <laughs> so uh, Salazar fled the country, um, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that he I know. fled the country because it's his country and he's the one who was running the show but whatever um, <laughs> so then Pete's like hey Kelly you uh, you gonna be in the next Bushmaster competition what do, you, what do you think there and Joe's like you know what she can do whatever she wants <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then we freeze frame on the laugh I hated this episode <laughs> David I like I said I didn't hate it <sighs> I just found nothing not a whole hell of a lot to like I gave it one mullet for the Bushmaster competition, and mm-hmm. I think I said it before we started recording. Like, would have loved to seen a whole episode strictly devoted to like the Bushmaster competition, like right. the whole episode devoted to that, like the history of it, like the challenge of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been really cool to see that whole thing kind of fleshed out. So I got one mullet for that because it was at least an interesting concept. <laughs> then I gave it one mullet for the eggs and the radiator, just because it was a plausible, okay, MacGyverism, and I really liked that he came up with that one. So. That's all I got. Two. Yeah, me I gave too. It a two. two. I out gave of five. it. I gave it one mullet for the rail jeep because that's I love it because you're a train guy and I, I think totally, that's yeah. I think that's great. Yep. One mullet for for what's his name being a double agent because I didn't quite catch on to Lieutenant that. Lieutenant Para. Yes, I didn't okay. quite catch on to that at first. Okay. So when he captured MacGyver, then came in to talk to him, right, and then back at. The, 
I I liked that. I didn't I didn't quite catch it, so it caught me by surprise. But other than that, I mean, I'm just gonna comment. His hair was perfect, of course, but I'm not gonna give it a mullet because I don't think this episode deserved it. I think the hair is just gonna have to be a it's requisite just, mullet from now on. It's it, a given. It, it, like it doesn't. I don't think it can be its, its own a, mullet because it's always gonna be perfect no matter what it, he does. I think we'll have to give it like a phantom sixth mullet. There's okay. Always, I think there's always this mullet there. I I think that's fine. Given. It's like mullet zero. It's like the placeholder, you know? That's true. So the mullet always starts it off at zero. Right. Okay. And it's just the hair. It's gorgeous. Perfect. Right. So did that end you at two? Yeah, two. wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. Just just not a great episode. And not if you a can ter- tell, listeners, uh, we didn't have any audio from this. Because there's nothing memorable to pull. Dave and I both looked at our notes and we both realized neither of us put down any audio to pull because yeah. we didn't care. I'm also worried that the next episode after this was going to be another one where we're not going to be able to pull audio. Yeah, you told me the next one might be awful. <laughs> we'll, also. Talk, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah, no major issues with it. I just, it just wasn't that good. Like I don't have any, <laughs> I really don't have anything else right. specific to say about it. So do you want to know what happens in the next episode? Sure. All right. Next episode is season two, episode 20, Mm. Friends. A surprise birthday party is thrown for MacGyver at the Phoenix Foundation, causing him to reflect on old friends and memories. Oh, very nice. Now, the problem with this episode is that 70% of it, I think, is like all clip show from the last season and a half. Okay. It's all clip show. And from what my research has shown me, that this is one of the most poorly received episodes of the whole series. (laughs) That's awful. (laughs) So I am not looking forward to this i also mm-hmm. know that this episode there are no new macgyverisms okay in this next episode mm-hmm. so i'm i don't know i'm just not looking forward to it yeah i don't hope, blame you i hope it proves me wrong um i was i had high hopes for this episode and it mm-hmm. definitely proved me wrong <laughs> so um not not a big fan so mm-hmm. that'll be coming up for next episode if you guys liked if you guys liked the episode of mullets and memories we can understand that you wouldn't like the episode of MacGyver because we didn't, and you have to like and dislike everything that we like and dislike. Yes. Um, but if you liked this episode, go ahead and let us know what you thought. Um, you can email us at letusblowyourmind at gmail.com. Mm. You can find us on champacline.com, Instagram at champacline, Twitter at blowyourmind14, Facebook, Champa and Klein, Blow Your Mind. We are just all over social media. We are, we are spewing all over social media. Sort of. Sort of. Um, eventually, Greg and I may be writing our own MacGyverotica. Mm. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, with the next really good episode, we'll get a little more into that. It's going to be a lot of running. Um, I didn't feel like talking about it because this, this episode just <clears throat> left me with little to no interest. I, I'm done. So, <laughs> All right. So for, for this episode of Mullets and Memories, I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Have a great week, guys. Well, and maybe it's time for a smoke.